0: <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the mind. The best love programs from radio's golden age. Only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor.
1: Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. Tonight I'll take you back to 1952 for an episode of Mr. District Attorney. The series focused on a crusading D.A., initially known as Mr. District Attorney or Chief, later translated to television, too. It was created, written, and directed by former law student Ed Byron. The series was inspired by the early years of New York Governor Thomas E. Dewey. Of course, it was Dewey's public war against racketeering which led to his election as governor. Philip H. Lord, creator of Gangbusters, helped to develop the concept and coined the title, as a matter of fact. Byron lent an air of accuracy and immediacy to his scripts uh, through close study of crime stats, a library of criminology texts following the newspapers, even going around rough bars to gain tips, background, and color, both from crooks and police alike. Produced throughout his run in New York City, The series began as a 15-minute serial, becoming a half-an-hour, self-contained series three months later. And during the early 40s, Mr. District Attorney began battling Nazis, leading to conflicts with the FBI when the scripts reflected life a little too closely. Tonight, we hear the episode, Blackmail Murders.
2: Mr. District Attorney, starring David Bryan... Mr. District Attorney, champion of the people, defender of truth, guardian of our fundamental rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It shall be my duty as district attorney not only to prosecute to the limit of the law all persons accused of crimes perpetrated within this county, but to defend with equal vigor the rights and privileges of all its citizens.
3: Now, here is
2: our star, David Bryan, as Paul Garrett, Mr. District Attorney. One crime often breeds another, frequently a far deadlier offense. A simple burglary may end in murder, as in the case you're about to hear. That the guy?
4: Yes, that's the dear, dear doctor.
2: Psychiatrist, huh? Looks more like a jockey.
4: Let's go. here in my desk, but he made me give him the key to the drawer.
2: I'll give it open. Why'd he fire you anyway?
4: I had the recorder hidden under the patient's couch. He happened to hear it this morning. Boom, that was it.
5: How'd you keep him from yelling for the cops?
4: I put on an act, bawled my eyes out, swore I'd just put it there for the first time. Can't you get it open?
2: <laughs> I got it. Dr. James? Where? Lucky I forgot something and came back. More tapes. I can see I was wrong when I didn't call the police this morning. I'll rectify that mistake right now. Give me that phone. Oh, you knocked him through the window. Grab up those tapes and let's get out of here. Well, there goes the body, Chief. Nine stories. That's a long way to fall, Harrington. (laughs) Sure is. Has the family been notified? Yeah, Padway took care of it. Wife and three kids. Have you noticed this desk drawer? Hmm. Yeah, pride open. Oh, I found this on the floor beneath it. Yeah. Label from a can of recording tape. I wouldn't want to call it suicide, would you? Oh, not with this setup. Anyone else around? Mm-hmm. The janitor. And he couldn't come up with a thing. Gave him the name of the office nurse, Pauline Colton, but he didn't know her address. Well, why don't you see if there's an address book on the doctor's desk? Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, that boys, get any prints off this drawer? Yeah, I picked up something. Oh, here. Yeah. Here's the doctor's book. Now uh, let's see, uh, Colton. Ah, here it is. Pauline Colton, 1436 Carrington Street Apartment 12, Evergreen 34221. Shall I call her? Uh, no, why not ride out and see her? Let's go.
4: This is Charles Francis Palmer.
2: Now, listen, chick, you got some real juicy stuff on these tapes. But I'm going to argue with you about something. Your idea of what you're going to do with it just, uh, just don't make sense.
4: What do I have to do, draw pictures? This is Charles Francis Palmer's going to give me $500 for the recording of what her husband said during his psychoanalysis.
2: I told you that. Okay, okay. She figures it'll help her get a divorce from the guy. But this thing's worth a lot more than $500. bucks. we got to make it pay off, chick. We gotta make it pay off big How? We ain't gonna let Mrs. Charles Francis Palmer hear this tape We're gonna let her husband listen to it Or another recording of it I won't do it, Bob Blackmail's too risky What are you talking about? We knocked the doc out the window, didn't we? That's homicide Don't say that, Bob, it was an accident Try to tell the cops it was an accident
4: Well, They don't know we had anything to do with it I don't care
2: we're going to get a lot more than 500 bucks out of this, and we're going to do it my way.
4: No, both this is my deal. We're doing it my way.
2: Hey, what do you think you're doing?
4: I'm going to burn these other tapes. Hey, give me those. Smoke
3: me, let go of you. Lousy gorilla.
2: Well, that'll teach you not to argue with me, chick. I'm a guy that likes his own way.
3: are you going
5: with those? I'm taking them with me.
2: When you get some sense in your head, call me. You know the number. 1436. Yeah, here it is, Chief. Now... Oh. apartment 12. Must be on the first floor. Yes. Mm, locked. Looks like we'll have to press the buzzer. I'll get it. Hope oh, she's home. Well, you never know. Who is it? Uh, we're police officers, Miss Colton. We have to talk to you. There we
3: are.
4: Miss Colton, but I don't understand this.
2: Do you work for Dr. Leland Jameson? Yes. And Dr. Jameson was killed in his office this evening. We we're pretty sure he was pushed through the window. We thought you might be able to help us on a few things.
4: Pushed through a window?
2: Oh, that's right. We we're pretty sure it was murder.
4: Well, we'd we better not talk out here. Will you come in?
2: Well, thank you, Incidentally, I'm Paul Garrett, District Attorney. This is Mr. Harrington, my assistant.
4: Gosh, I... I don't know what to say. Dr. Jamison dead. I... I'm numb.
2: Are you hurt, Miss Colton? You've got blood on your face. That's a bad bruise.
4: Oh, no, no. I... It's really nothing. I I fell against a chair just now.
2: Oh, in here?
4: Yes, as I was running for the buzzer. No, I'm very sorry. Well, don't worry about it. I'll be all right.
2: Miss Colton, do you mind if we look through your apartment?
4: Why would you want to do that?
2: Well, I must tell you, we can't do this without your permission. That is not without a warrant.
4: And you don't have a warrant?
2: Not at the moment. You don't
4: need one. I don't know what you expect to find, but go ahead
2: and look. Harrigan? Okay.
4: I just don't get this.
2: You were Dr. Jameson's nurse, weren't you, Miss Colton?
4: Oh, that's right. Nurse and receptionist. Well,
2: how long have you worked for him? I well, do see. About four months. Dr. Jameson was a psychiatrist. Yes. I imagine he did quite a lot of psychoanalysis.
4: Oh, yes. He was in private practice.
2: Uh, was it his custom to use a tape recorder doing these sessions with his patients? Oh, no. But he did use a tape recorder.
4: Well, yes, but only for dictating letters and notes that he wanted typed up.
2: These letters and notes that Dr. Jameson dictated on the recorder, was it your job to type them up?
4: Yes, it was.
2: And where did you keep the tapes?
4: In my desk.
2: Locked up? Yes. Did you keep the key to the drawer?
4: I usually left it on the desk in case Dr. Jameson wanted to refer to anything.
2: Well, there's nothing here, Chief. Okay, Heidi. Miss Colton, I appreciate your cooperation. Well, that's perfectly
4: all right. I've got nothing to
2: hide. Well, we might want to talk to you again. Anytime. I uh, I tried not to disturb anything, miss.
4: Oh Well, that's all right.
2: Good night, Miss Colton.
4: Good night.
2: Real nice and ladylike, Chief. And she acted as if she wanted to help us. But there's this one thing that bothers me. She said she cut her face by falling against a chair. And the only chairs she had in the room were all overstuffed. Right. So she was telling a lie. Why? Uh, Well, we'll put a tail on her. Tomorrow morning I'd like you to call on several other psychiatrists in that building. Find out if they use tape recorders and psychoanalysis. I'll get on it first (laughs) thing. You
4: I haven't had dinner yet I thought you might like To take me out to eat
2: I thought we weren't Getting along
4: We weren't Until the district attorney Came to see me A little while ago
2: D.A., huh? Did he get anything Out of you?
4: Not a thing But he had a man with him Who searched the place I'd have had a bad time If they'd have found those tapes
2: Yeah Yeah, I guess you would Looks like I saved you From something Don't it,
4: Chick? You saved me From plenty both. From now on I'm with you I
2: think you're going to be good luck for me. Well, that's the way to talk. How about dinner? Sure. Sure, we'll go anywhere you say. First, I want to make a phone call.
4: Huh? Who are you going to call, Bo?
2: The well-known president of our chamber of commerce, Mr. Charles Francis Palmer. I'm going to set up a date with him. For tomorrow. Miller? Chief to lunch yet? Oh, no. He's still in his office, Harrington. Oh, good. Well, I talked to three psychiatrists, Chief. What do they have to say? They don't use recorders for psychoanalysis. Patients wouldn't like it. So, the girl told the truth about that. All right. And she moved out of her apartment last evening and left no forwarding address. Hey, that makes it tougher. Did anything come out of those fingerprints? Yeah, nothing. They were all blurred up. Hmm. Which means we don't have a single lead on this case. We've got to find one, Harrington. Dr. Jameson had some of the most prominent people in town as patients. I've got a hunch the thing is going to develop into an extortion setup. Unless we can stop it, this town is going to have its own reign of terror. now, back to David Bryan, starring as Paul Garrett, Mr. District Attorney. A psychiatrist had been murdered in his office, knocked through a window to the street nine floors below. Tapes from a recording machine had been taken from the office, and we felt sure they were going to be used for blackmail. And the cooks proved us right in a hurry. They went to work without losing a bit of time. Accomplished what I had to do. And started toward my next appointment. This, of course, made it necessary to take extra precaution. Well, Mister Palmer, I never agreed to let anything like this be recorded. How did you get this tape? What difference does it make? We got it, and we got copies of it. I suppose you expect me to pay you something to keep this quiet.
4: You're lucky, Mister Palmer. Your wife wants that tape. She wants to use it to get a divorce.
2: This is fiendish. With that for evidence, she'd make a real monkey out of you in court. When her lawyers got through, you wouldn't have enough left to pay the tax and a movie ticket. <laughs> Dirty
3: blackmailer!
2: Okay, mister, you're asking
3: for it? Go!
2: Oh! you better stay down there, Palmer, or you'll really get hurt. You can't do
5: this to me. You
3: can't do this to me. Oh, oh. Take it easy. You'll we'll kill him. Oh. I'm just knocking some sense into him.
4: District Attorney's Office
2: Harrington, Miss Miller Chief there?
4: Oh, yes, he is Just
2: a minute Oh, right. hi. Chief, I'm down at Central Station in Captain Marr's office. They just got a report here I thought you should know about. Charles Francis Palmer was beaten up at his home this morning. Hey, wasn't his name on that list of Dr. Jameson's patients? Oh, that's right.
3: Who turned in the report?
2: Uh, Palmer's sister. She's indignant and wants something done about it. But Palmer refuses to cooperate. Won't sign a complaint or make a statement. Maybe we'd better have a talk with him. Do you have his address? mm mm-hmm. huh 114 Park Circle I'll meet me out there I'll leave right away Okay, Chief There's a spot Right in front of the bank, too
4: Well, that's a loading zone, Bowl. Who cares? I suppose a cop comes along
2: So we get a ticket well, shut up. Here comes Palmer. I've been waiting for you. You got the dough? I'll have to talk to you about that. What's there to talk about? All I want's the dough. I've got 5,000 here. The deal is 10. I can't get that much. Go back there and get the rest of it. I, you, I can't. I'm not as wealthy as you think. Oh, look, Palmer. Wait a I. a second,
4: Boat. Give me the 5,000, Mr. Palmer. That'll be all right.
2: Oh, thanks. Here. You're dealing with me, Palmer. I don't care what she says. Go on, Mr. Palmer. I'll talk to him. Uh, yes. All right. What are you trying to do? Be the mastermind
4: again? We're pushing him too far, Bolt. We got five thousand out of Palmer. Let's start working on the other people on our list. Mm. <laughs>
2: See me. Oh, thanks for coming down. I hope you're not here just because of this accident of mine. Your sister insists that you were beaten up. She says she heard part of it and saw a man leaving the house. I don't care what she said. I hope you'll forgive me, but I have other things to take care of. All right, Pamela. It means we'll have to find some other way to handle the situation, but one way or another we'll handle it. I'm sure you will. Good day, Garrett. That's a frightened man, Chief. Nothing freezes people up like blackmail. Yes, you're right. Well, let's get back to the office. Where are we going now, Boat? I'm looking for a phone booth so I can make a call. They can't trace you when you make a call that way
4: if you're going to be that careful Why don't you play it smart all the way What do you mean? Going to Palmer's house yesterday We're going to walk right into a trap
2: Yeah, yeah, I thought of that But how else are you going to do it? You've got to let him hear the tape Why not mail him a piece of the tape? Hey (laughs) Kid, you're a real brain Then we meet him somewhere Okay Be a lot safer Sure, sure would And that's the way we'll do it from now on
4: Attorney in, please. Yes, he is. Who shall I say is calling? I'm Miss Foy. Oh, yes. Just a moment.
2: Yes, Miss Miller? Miss
4: Foy's here to see you, Mr. Garrett. Oh,
2: I'll have her
3: come right in.
4: Yes, sir. Would you go in, Miss Foy? Thank you. Mr. Garrett.
2: Won't you sit down, Miss Foy?
4: I came in, as you suggested, Mr. Garrett. Trouble? Yes, I... A man called me on the phone last night. He, he told me he was mailing me a piece of tape recording. I got it this morning. I'm frightened, Mr. Garrett. Mrs. I...
2: <laughs> Miss Boy, if it <laughs> makes you feel better to have a good <laughs> cry, you go right ahead. But if you're willing to help us on this case, I don't think you have anything to worry about. You... Really think so. What did the man tell you to do?
4: Well, I'm supposed to meet him this evening at the entrance to Carroll Park.
2: What kind of an arrangement did he make for recognizing you?
4: I'm to carry a folded newspaper in one hand, a dog's leash in the other.
2: Miss Boy, I want you to go home and forget all about this.
4: You, you mean you're going to take care of the meeting?
2: That's right. You can leave the rest of this to us.
4: I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your help and,
2: and your understanding. I want to thank you for coming in. That took courage.
4: I was scared, stiff, But I, I'm glad I did. Goodbye, Mr. Garrett.
2: Goodbye, Miss Boyd. How would you like a job, Miss Miller?
4: A vacation?
2: Something more to your liking. How would you like to play decoy for us?
4: For the blackmailers, I'd love it.
2: Yeah, I thought so. Where's Harrington?
4: Um, He said he'd be at the doctor's for the next hour.
2: Call him and tell him to check in here as soon as he's through. Okay. Hi, Chick Pocket.
4: Me to stay in the car?
2: That's right. Keep the engine running.
4: Why is she there yet?
2: I can't tell with those bushes in the way.
4: Good luck, both.
2: It's a cinch. Miss Foy? Yes, I'm Miss Foy. I
4: guess you
2: know why I'm here. Yes. What do you want? Three
4: thousand.
2: Cash. Meet me here with her tomorrow night, same time. All right. And, uh, don't bring anyone with you, understand?
4: I understand perfectly.
2: Okay. I'll be seeing you. How'd it go?
4: It was a man, Mr. Garrett. He wants me to be here tomorrow night with $3,000.
2: Yeah, that's what we want. You will not have the $3,000, right? Mark money. The moment he accepts it, we'll grab him. Just keep walking, Miss Boy. I've
3: got the money for
2: you. Okay, Here. okay, but keep heading for that car. Take a look, Chick.
4: That's not Miss Boyd.
3: Get in the car. You. Get going, Chick. Fast.
2: We're too late. That guy slugged her. One tail light and they're heading through the park. Let's get back to the car.
4: Anyone behind this boat?
2: Not right now.
4: Well, I'm going to slow down. Then no use getting picked
2: up for speeding. How do you know this baby ain't the Foy dame?
4: Foy came into the office, didn't she? I saw Foy.
2: How do you like that?
4: We've got to do something about her, Bolt. She can identify us, testify against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What?
2: Well, there's a ravine in the park. I know. Try to hit on it. Pull over and stop. Then dash your
4: lights.
2: Keep it running. Come on, you gotta come up with them, Harrington. Fast. I'm wide open. Lucky it's late and there's no traffic. Car parked up ahead. the lights get in behind. Hey yeah. This will do it. You'll never get away with it. Oh, I think I will. Not with
3: me. don't. Hey. No, 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 you don't. Come here. Now, that's enough of
2: that. Hey, what are you... You're all through, mister.
3: Who oh, are you? got a uh, I'll take care
2: of that. Had oh. enough, mister? Yeah. Yeah, just... Just let me alone. On your feet. Oh, all right. All right. Head for the car. You all right, Miss Miller?
4: I'm fine.
2: I'm sorry I didn't get here sooner. Oh,
4: you got here just right.
2: Hey, this looks like a home week. I've got the other one, Chief. Good. Now we can take them both downtown where they can dictate their memoirs to a police stenographer. Get in the car, both of you. Uh, I want a lawyer. You'll get one. But don't expect too much from him. With you, he'll actually be wasting his time. <laughs> the star of Mr. District Attorney, David Bryan, with a word about the program you have just heard. I'm sure you read about this one in your newspapers. The people we call Bolt and Pauline were tried and convicted on counts of burglary, extortion, assault with intended kill, and with murder in the first degree. Both are now serving long sentences for their crimes. And now this is David Bryan inviting you to join us when we present our next case based on the facts of crime from the file of Mr. District Attorney. Mr. District Attorney was originated by Phillips H. (laughs) Lord.
1: Tuned for the Red Skelton Show next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for Red Skelton to show up as the mean little kid and the show that was first aired in 1948, the story of Junior's secret.
5: Skelton's back and Friday got him. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Hollywood, Procter & Gamble brings you The Red Skelton Show, starring Red Skelton. Dave Rose and his orchestra are singing stars The Four Knights, Verna Felton, Lorene Tuttle, Pat McGee, and, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. <laughs> yes, it's The Red Skelton Show, brought to you by Tide, Procter & Gamble's amazing new discovery for your whole family watch. from Metro-Golden-Mare, the star of our show, Red Scalp.
5: Thank you very much and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Rod, how was your trip to Texas with Art Linkletter last
6: Tuesday? It was wonderful. Say, so you look happy tonight. Yeah,
5: I am. I invested $500 and got me a new used car.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> now, what can you get for $500? A rookin'.
5: I drove the thing up the alley to park it in the garage And one ash can nudged the other And says, look, there's one with wheels (laughs) Quite a car, though, quite a car I've got to see it Well, it's stacked up outside here The thing's so old, when I got licensed I had to get upper and lower plates when you can lay down in the back,
6: you know. Is it a convertible? Huh? Is it a convertible? Oh, yeah, I can always get my money back. I mean, does the top go up and down? All the
5: time. time. (laughs) I like it because it's so affectionate, you know. Affectionate? Yeah, you see, there's no brakes on it when you come to a stop street. You should see how it snuggles up to the other car. (laughs)
6: Well, uh, how's the pickup?
5: Well, uh, it's much better than walking, but you'd get there much quicker if you did. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I said that, brother. Uh, please laugh quicker. The lights are fading my suit.
3: <laughs>
5: no kidding. The car is so bad that you got to throw it in second to get over a pedestrian. <laughs> I, I want to think of something. Yeah. How is it on mileage? Well, it's not too good, but I don't worry about the gas. I've got a skeleton credit card. Oh, you mean a siphon hose and a five-gallon Read can? Read your own lines.
3: <laughs> no,
5: not a siphon can. hose and a can. i got a, a shovel and a bucket. It burns coal, you know. <laughs> well, what kind of a car is it? I think it's a Lincoln, the beard showing through the upholstery. <laughs>
6: I still can't figure out why you'd let anyone sell you a car like that.
5: Well, uh, what do you mean? It's a good car. Only one thing I'm worried about. I can't get tires for a 19-8 car,
6: you know. Are well, the tires bad, too?
5: Well, yeah. I'm practically flat on my rims.
6: <laughs> well, what are you going to do about
5: tires? Well, I tried tying tennis shoes on the back wheel. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't it work? Yeah, but when I drive home late at night, it gives me the feeling somebody's following me. <laughs>
7: Tide gets clothes
6: cleaner than any soap. Any
5: soap? Yes, any soap.
6: Hold your guitar there, gal.
5: You aiming to give the impression that Tide gets clothes cleaner than than just soap?
6: Dead eye, if you hadn't interrupted the gal, she'd have told you Procter & Gamble's Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap, any other suds, any other washing product known. Well,
5: let me say oh,
6: will you? (laughs) (laughs) From your fussiest company linens down to your dustiest, dirtiest work clothes, Tide gets your whole family wash cleaner. Because Tide not only leaves clothes free from dirt, it removes dingy soap film, too. Yet with all this miracle cleaning power, Tide is safe, truly safe for all your washable colors. In fact, Tide actually brightens soap dull colors, perks them up amazingly. And when it comes to white things, shirts, pillowcases, table linens, in hardest water, Tide gets them whiter than any other washing product known. Tide gets them whiter keeps them whiter week after week, never turns them yellow. As did I would say, the woods is full of washing products, but Tide and only Tide gives you this terrific combination, the cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line.
5: Now, ladies and gentlemen, here is radio's newest sensation, from the claim from the critics, that is, uh, they're going to sing uh, the Darktown Strutters' Ball, the Four Nights.
1: I'll be down to get you in a taxi, honey. You better be ready by half past eight. Come on, baby, now don't be late. I want to be there when the band starts swinging. Just remember when we get there, honey, two steps we're gonna have them all dance at both my shoes when they play the Jelly Roll Blues. That's tomorrow night at the Darktown Strutters' Ball.
3: Let me
7: tell you, baby, I'll be down to get you an attack, they honey. Be Hey, baby, Oh, baby, don't be late. I wanna be that swinger when the band start jumping. Just remember when we get there, honey. two steps, we gonna have them all we dance out both of my shoes. The band play the general boom. Tomorrow night at the
1: dark town. <laughs>
0: Down. We have to
1: get you in a wheelbarrow, honey Why? Taxi cab costs too much money yes. Oh, baby, don't be late I want to be there swinging when the band starts jumping mm-hmm. Just remember when we get there, honey Two steps, we're going to have them all That's out both my shoes when they play The general Blues Oh, tomorrow night Tomorrow night Yes, tomorrow night Tomorrow night Oh, tomorrow night at, at the Dark started ball
5: Now, ladies and gentlemen, the story of a man who hates speeches at a banquet. Hey, taxi,
6: taxi! Well, Willie Loplin, tell me, is the banquet over? Huh? Is the banquet over?
5: It is for me. (laughs) They found me drinking out of the wrong punch bowl. I didn't know there was anything wrong until I saw the goldfish high and dry. <laughs> hey, drive me home, will you, cabby? You go right. Sure. Go. Uh, why are you leaving so early, Well, I don't like those long, drawn out speeches, you know. Yeah, I sympathize with you. Yeah. Some of those guys are windy old birds, all right. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Did you know that I went to a banquet once? <laughs>
3: And the guy got up and made a speech
5: why Hoover should be re-elected, and before he finished, Roosevelt was in for the third term. Tell me, Willie, uh, what happened tonight? Well, at first I got in a little trouble with the chair lady, you know, the woman chairman there, you know. She couldn't quiet the crowd down. And I, I tried Old dame wants to make a speech. <laughs> now, will the guy please hand over her teeth, the one that got
8: Maybe the microphone isn't on. Now, here, let me test it.
5: Test and test One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Jack, Queen, King. <laughs> hello, hello. It's all- I don't know, they're a bunch of rude people. I'll quiet them down. Hand me that bottle of champagne there. <laughs> that did it. I want to make a little speech myself. Gentlemen and ladies.
8: Oh, please, Mr. I... Lump Lump, address the meeting correctly. It's ladies and gentlemen.
5: Oh, yeah?
8: Certainly. Ladies are always before gentlemen.
5: On what bus? <laughs>
8: Mr. Lumpfram, please sit down. You're a disgrace to this gathering.
5: Well, so what? I got something important to say. Something real important. Well, what is it? Hmm? What is it? Oh, wouldn't you like to know?
8: Well, do you have an announcement or not?
5: Yeah, I got it written down here on this tablecloth. I'll just have to Oh, no, don't
8: pull that tablecloth. You'll smash all those dishes. Oh, no, I won't. Oh, yes,
5: you will. Oh, no, I won't.
8: Oh, yes, you will.
5: Well, oh, I hate to admit it, but you're right. Give me
3: that microphone. Oh, don't strain at your
5: choker, will you? All right, two characters, I have an announcement to make. Due to the fact that Monday comes on Tuesday this Wednesday, our regular Thursday meeting will be held on Friday this Saturday because Sunday's the holiday and I can't. <laughs> Was anybody there making the
3: political speech? Yeah,
5: there was one big bloke, and that's when we broke it up. He wasn't very well liked. Uh... Senator,
8: Senator, do you remember me?
5: Oh, let me see, let me see. Uh, could you give me a little hint? Could you give me a hint?
8: I was your first wife. Oh,
5: how stupid of me. Yeah. <laughs>
8: How stupid of
5: me Yeah How are you, my dear? How's your mother? How's your mother? My mother You know about my mother? Oh, of course She's still living with me When you sued for separate maintenance You got the house I got the custody of your mother, remember? How come you got into
8: politics?
5: Well, it happened during the Depression It was either go to work or into politics You know me, I take the hard way
8: (laughs) You know this I'm wearing your campaign button.
5: Well, lift your head. Your chin's covering it a little there. Are
8: you insinuating that I have a double chin? Oh, no,
5: my dear. I, you'd only have one chin. It just unfolded on you, Zong.
8: Well, oh, before you start your speech, can I get you anything?
5: Yeah, I'll put some uh, water on the table will you. You
8: mean to drink?
5: No, I'm going to stop every 15 minutes and rinse out a few things. <laughs> Announce me. I gotta catch a train. I, I gotta get back to oh, Washington.
8: Oh, You must be an important man these days. Well, the
5: investigating committee thinks so. Are you on it? No, they're on me.
8: And, ladies and gentlemen,
5: yeah.
8: I now give you a man you have all been waiting to meet.
5: Yeah, up a Dark Alley somewhere.
8: <laughs> a man you have heard a lot about. Yeah,
5: but tell him it's all lies. I'll explain everything in the investigation.
8: I give you Senator Blowhard.
5: Well, won't somebody join me? (laughs) My friends, before I make my speech, I'd like to say a few words. If I'm elected, I want you to know I'll be one of the best politicians that money can buy. (laughs) I intend to conduct my campaign a little different. I don't intend to stand here and throw mud at my opponents. He's a fine man, a mighty fine man. Only thing I can't understand is why he runs around with other women and neglects his children so. <laughs> I got something to say, folks, and I'm gonna say it too just as soon as I find it here.
3: <laughs>
6: I got it. Here too. I'm delighted to be here in your beautiful city. Where visitors are greeted with outstretched arms. Ah, drop dead, you bum. A city that welcomes strangers. Get out of town, sour You're curdling the cream of our society. <laughs> Tourists. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up and finish so we can fumigate. All I <laughs> All I ask
5: you to do is to use your right to vote. And if you vote for me, I hope you use it four or five times
3: if you care. <laughs>
6: before we start paying our exterminator overtime. (laughs) You taxpayers. (laughs) I'm here to tell you about our party's platform.
5: In fact, I may be here for a few weeks. But I doubt it. What's
3: your platform?
5: I'm for labor. I'm for capital. I'm for the middle classes. And above all, I'm for Mother's Day. (laughs) Yes, sir, you put me in office and I'll put a mother in every garage. Prosperity. Be everybody's. Not only will one night be Saturday night, but every night Saturday night. That's without bath. (laughs) Not only will a few with money be able to paint the town red, but all of us paint the town red.
6: I got news for you, Doc. The few things that are painting the town red now ain't got a chance because too many of us like the white and blue paint that goes with it. Here. Hey, you big ham! Here's something to go with
0: you. Mm, Who threw that egg?
5: Please,
8: I think you'd better sit down, Mr. Blowhard. They're throwing things. No,
0: sir, I've
5: got freedom of speech over here. Joe said I was to use it, too. (laughs) Yes, sir, and I'll use it by all the power that's infected it, injected in me. (laughs) Here, take that. that. Here, here, stop the... Please, friends, if you're going to throw eggs, take them out of the chickens first. (laughs) And now David Rose and his Procter & Gamble orchestra will play Sunrise Serenade.
6: Good day, Rose.
0: A page from the mean little kid's diary.
5: Have you ever tried to keep a secret from a youngster? Well, it's almost impossible. And sometimes it can be embarrassing, too, especially if it's Junior, the mean little kid. <laughs>
8: You'd better hurry or you'll be late for work. Oh, I dread going to work today, Mother. It's the beginning of the store's big fall sale. Oh, where's Junior? Junior! Yes, Junior? Come kiss Mother goodbye.
7: I'm going to work now. Okay, okay. Okay, buckle up, buckle up. Oh goodness! You smeared my lips. Well, look, you smeared me chocolate frosting. <laughs> oh, look at my face,
8: boy! You got so chocolate mabby, from mabby. ear to ear.
7: <laughs> Mother,
8: why do you let him lick your frosting bowl so early in the morning? I didn't let him lick the bowl. In fact, my frosting
7: isn't done yet. Oh, I got a newsflash, kiddo. It's done and gone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we'll
7: discuss that later, too okay. Oh, now, now you look all
8: right, dear. Hurry, or you'll miss the bus. Oh, you'll miss the bus. <laughs> Goodbye, dear. Bye, Junior dear. Junior and I will probably to see you this afternoon. Yes. Oh, no, Mother, please. You must not bring Junior to my department. But why? Now, why? It's a new rule at the store. No salesperson who has a youngster is permitted to work there. No kidding. It's a part of their new juvenile delinquency program.
7: Better with your help.
8: <laughs> and if Mr. Fishplace, the manager, finds out that I have a C-H-I-L-D,
7: it's curtains. C-H-I-L-D, huh? So that's how you spell brat,
3: huh? <laughs>
7: Watch out for me, roller skate! Get up! Get up! Well, look at her sitting there talking to a roller skate. Get up! Run, you'll, miss the, bus. Hurry, Run. Hurry, Run. you'll miss the bus! Hurry, Hurry, you'll the bus! Hurry! Hurry! Did she make it? Her head did. The rest of her is running along the side of the bus there. What? Oh, Junior, why do you frighten me? <laughs> she got on the bus. I know. I just like to see your eyeballs pop out. Oh, <laughs>
3: oh
7: boy, how mothers brood over their widow brood, you know. Well, come on. Now, let's get cleaned up, Junior. Now, take your shopping with me. Oh? Uh, you going to take some money with you, or are you going to wear the coat with the loose sleeves again? <laughs>
3: Junior.
8: Don't talk about me as if I were a shoplifter. Now, let's get to the store before the best things are all picked okay, over. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Junior? Junior, Junior, where are you? Oh, if you don't watch him every second, he disappears.
6: Uh, could I Ju- help you, madam? I'm the store detective.
8: Oh, yes, please. I've lost my little grandson.
6: He couldn't by any chance be in one of your loose sleeves. No! <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't worry, madam. I'll find him. I'll have him back with you inside of ten minutes.
8: Couldn't you make it (laughs) twenty? I'll go with you.
6: Oh, good. Now, where should we start looking for him?
8: Well, let's go down this aisle here, where all the people are rubbing their shins. He'll be around there someday.
6: Now, wait. The elevator's just coming down. I'll ride up to the lost and found department and see if they know anything about
7: it. All (laughs) right. I've never had so much
6: fun with a hat pin in all my life. That must be him. Uh, come with me, son. Yeah, not so
7: fast, fat boy. Not so fast. Boy, my mummy told me never to go with strangers who offered me candy. Not offering you any candy. You will when I put the pressure
6: on you. I've got him, lady. Uh, little boy, don't you know it's dangerous to carry a hat pin around like <laughs> that?
7: No, but nobody crowded me when I was on the elevator,
3: boy.
7: <laughs> hey, Nemo, you found me just in time. This big blimp was trying to kid-snap me. He's the star detective. Oh, a well, detective. And, well, in that case, I'll just kick him in the shins. Oh,
5: now, what did you do that for? Suppose I was the forewalker. What would you have done? The same thing.
7: I got a one-track mind.
3: Junior.
7: Do Stop You couldn't. Stop that. Stop
8: that. What have I told you about kicking people with your new shoes on? Thank you, officer, for helping me. Yes.
6: It's quite all right. Quite all right. Well, goodbye, little boy. Hello. Let me know when you rob your first bank. Yes.
8: Junior, Hmm? did you have to kick that nice man in the shins? Yes. Why?
7: That short legs couldn't reach any higher. Well,
8: from now on, you stay
7: with me. Okay, I stay with you. Oh, look. They're having a sale on slacks. Well, wait for me. Wait for me. Now, where did she go through the people? I can't see. What does she want with slacks? Anyhow, they won't look good on her. She ain't fat enough to wear
3: them. <laughs> now,
7: what can I do with me, widow self, here all alone? Oh, well, look. There's the notion counter. I'll just go over. Maybe I'll get a notion. <laughs> I told do the notion. Well, look who is behind the counter. Me, mummy. I better pretend I don't know her or she'll lose her job. <laughs> Oh, lady.
3: Yes, little boy. Junior! What don't get yeah, me! Oh. <laughs> please, please,
7: don't
5: get so familiar with your customers,
7: please. Now, I told your grandmother not to bring you here. Why, don't you love me anymore, mummy? Of course I love you, Junior.
5: No, you don't. You don't want me around because you don't love me anymore. Yes,
3: I do, darling. No, you do Yes, I do. You. <laughs> you see, this store has a rule. No rules. And if I want to keep my job,
8: nobody must know that you're my child.
7: You just don't love it. How much is it worth to you for me to keep my mouth shut?
8: Now, look, you can't bribe me. And you just wait until I get you home. Here, now, don't you... Oh, dear!
7: What's the matter? What's wrong?
8: Here comes the store manager, Mr. Fish Place. Oh, oh. Oh, here, Junior, here's a dollar. Pretend you don't know me. Oh,
7: I wouldn't take you money. I was only fooling, mummy. Then
8: give that dollar back.
7: I ain't that much of a fool.
5: Is anything wrong, Doreen?
8: No, no, Mr. Fishplace, yes? nothing at all I was just waiting on
7: this nice little boy
0: Oh, my, my You are a fine young man uh, Where's your mother?
7: Out looking for the stork with a shotgun <laughs> Should I tell him my mother is? No, no No, 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 no
8: fish place, I happen to know that this little boy came here with his grandmother. Yes, yes. Oh,
5: in that case, uh, where is your grandmother? She's mom? in the book department. Oh, she's literary. No, she's a bookie.
3: <laughs> Junior!
7: Who'd have finished they calls her? Huh? Would you care to lay a couple of bucks on some pig in the third at Pimlico? Sardine boy?
3: His name is Fish Face.
7: Huh? Uh? Well, I'm not here to strike up new friendships. I want to buy something. I want uh, to buy something. Doreen,
0: will you take care of the little boy?
7: I certainly will. He don't
5: mean that way. He don't mean
7: that way. Very well. <laughs> well little
8: boy, what is it you want?
7: I'd like to buy something for me mummy. Oh, now that's sweet. Yeah.
8: What, for instance?
7: Oh, maybe some bobby socks with some bobby pins to hold them up with.
8: Well, what size stocking does your mother wear? Well, does
7: you have anything that'll fit a ball bat? Hmm? What? Yes, you just stand a baseball bat on a surfboard and you got the right size, boy.
8: Just wait until I get you home.
7: Shh, careful, careful. Oh, fish face is looking. Oh, fish oh. face is looking.
8: Well, uh, maybe you just better
7: take the bobby pins. Yes, I'll take the bobby pins. Would you wrap them as a gift, please? <laughs> Oh, look, this is a little ridiculous. Oh, it is, huh? You better wrap it as your gift, boy, that Robbie pin pack, or this place is going to smell from broken perfume bottles. <laughs> no, no, don't touch that sack of bottles. That's...
3: I'll wrap the package of pins. Good,
7: that's better. On second thought, you better wrap them separately.
3: <laughs> it's more fun when you
7: get a lot of packages, you know. And third, I'll take some of that perfume over there. I'll get it right there. I'll get Will that for get her. you get out of here? No, I want that bottle of perfume, the one at the bottom of the stack. Oh, I... no! Airwick, quick,
8: get the
3: airwick.
5: What's happened over there? Little boy. You are. I think we'd better find your grandmother. You're going to
8: have to. Um, um, Oh, I knew it, I knew it. The minute I heard that crash. Well, Lorene, aren't you going to punish the
7: boy? Why, madam, why should I? Well, you're his mother, aren't you?
5: You're his what? Oh, oh,
7: what have I done? You let the cat out of the upset apple cart,
5: blabber mouth.
3: <laughs>
7: oh
5: enough, not you lose her down. You told her you her not
8: Get up off the floor. Somebody might step on you and sprain their ankle. You... <laughs> oh no. no.
5: What's this about you being the boy's mother? Well,
8: I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, no. She's never seen this child before.
7: Mammo, yeah, you better hurry and think of something fast because old Feast Snoot here is going to fire her and you'll have to go back to your old job in television as a stand-in for Gorgeous George.
8: <laughs> well,
0: I'm waiting for an answer. My good
8: yes. man, you don't think this girl could be this boy's mother, do you?
0: Well, now that you mention it, they do look a lot alike.
7: Oh, we does, does we? Well, smarty-pants... Then which one of us has the Tony?
6: <laughs> thanks for being with us tonight, and we hope you liked our program well enough to be with us
5: next week. So until next Friday... This is Red Skelton saying goodbye now, thanks for listening, and thanks for buying more and more of that Voice Day miracle, Tide. Tide's
8: in- out. Time gets close cleaner than any soap.
5: T-I-D-E Time! This The Life of Riley coming on.
1: Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's The Sick Shooter, followed by Life with Luigi. Thanks to Paul Stringer and Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night.